never miss the water till your well runs dry. You never miss your turner till he says goodbye. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Friday, Friday, August 25th. TGIF. TGIF coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I am. My hot take today is maybe a little convoluted, but I'm going to go for it anyway. Okay. Uh, the. So. I was watching the Red Sox game the other day, which was on Apple TV, the Apple TV broadcast. Mm -hmm. And I was watching it and, you know, broadcast teams are generally two to three people in the booth. There's a play-by-play guy and then there's a color commentary guy. And this broadcast, the color commentary guy was like Australia or Australian, or New Zealand, or maybe British. I don't know. He was one of those accents. I think Australian. I mean, I think New Zealand, uh, but I'm not sure. And so I was watching this game, and so my hot take is that everybody, all these streaming services have to stop trying to jam soccer down everyone's throats. Right. Specifically Apple TV. Apple TV is so freaking erect for soccer. And oh, I didn't even so... think about that. Right. <clears throat> Apple TV does have a contract with Major League Soccer, don't they? Right. Mm-hmm. And Ted Lasso is their number one television show. Right. And they're like throwing British commentators or New Zealand commentators into my baseball broadcast and it's like this guy didn't even know what he was talking about and Mm -hmm. was not a good broadcaster either I think he was a soccer guy and they're just trying to like jam soccer down that's right so my hot take is stop trying to jam soccer down my fucking throat Apple TV I'm not interested Apple TV sucks anyway I, I I am not a fan of Apple TV at all. Why why is that? Well, because I mean we've talked about this. You say that there are other shows worthwhile watching, but really it's just Ted Lasso. There's no right. reason to watch Apple TV other than Ted. Ted Lasso's overrated, let's be honest. And Ted Lasso, well, I like it. I you can be overrated and good at the same time. That's my yep. position. It's a good show. It's an overrated show. Yeah. Yeah. It's overrated. Easily. So, you know, how much? It's like the Yankees of, or maybe Apple TV is the Yankees of broadcasting services. And every, the most overrated TV show is always an Apple TV TV show. Oh, yeah. 100%. I <clears throat> That's an even more convoluted hot take. I'm staying with Stop Trying to Shove Soccer now. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, 
my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, where we are at record highs in heat this week, over 100 degrees Fahrenheit at the end of August in Champaign, Illinois. And I just bring that up to mention that, you know, living through the apocalypse is going to be some fucking bullshit. Uh, but that's not my hot take, even though I'm very hot right now. My hot take is about politics. Sam, I know you love it when I talk politics on this podcast. Only mm-hmm. union politics. Only union politics, right. Uh, <laughs> we haven't even talked about the SAG strike and the WGA strike. However, uh, my hot take is about Donald Trump, who was indicted and finally booked in the Fulton County Jail in Atlanta, Georgia, where they took his mugshot and he gave his height and weight as six foot three, 215 pounds, which is exactly the same height and weight as Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Is that true? Is that confirmed? Yes, yeah, yeah, everything. Trump gave his, nobody, here's my, it's not my hot take. Here's my hot take. Why didn't anybody at the Fulton County Jail get paid enough to call bullshit on it? Because you know there's this employee (laughs) whose job it is to take people's mugshots and ask them their height and weight. And when Donald Trump clearly gives them a completely fabricated weight. They don't say anything. They're just like, whatever, man, fine. You're 215 pounds. Burnett Tatis Jr. is 6'3", 217 pounds. (laughs) Yeah, same physique. Same physique. Muhammad Ali in 1969 was six foot three, 215 pounds. Like, that's who Donald Trump thinks he is in his psychotic adult brain. And I know I shouldn't, it, I, I feel bad because this is the one thing that makes me so pissed off. That he clearly lies about this, and nobody is calling him, you know, nobody's like, well, that's just not true. When he first ran for president in 2016, his quack doctor listed him as a weight of 245 pounds, and everybody knew that was a lie at that point. He's got to be like, between 280 and 290. And I'm not even fat shaming. I'm not trying to fat shame anyone. I'm lie shaming. You should be shamed for telling ball-faced lies constantly. Yeah, and also it's like such a stupid thing to lie about. Wait, because that's who he is. Right. That's who it's like, oh yeah, I'm six three, two fifteen. I bent three hundred pounds. <laughs> 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 oh, what a fucking idiot that guy is. 
you know, it's maybe it's because he's so full of hot air that like right. makes him lighter, you know? Well, you touched on it also. If you're going to lie about the big things, you're going to lie about the little things. He's right. just a habitual liar. That's what he does. Yeah. But they don't have a scale at the Fulton County. Okay. Okay, Mr. Trump. Step on the scale. Let's see how much you weigh. Right. I also don't believe he's 6'3". I bet he's 6'3". He's a tall guy. Yeah, but he's not taller than Obama. I just looked at pictures of them standing next to each other, and Obama's taller, but he's listed at 6'2". Oh, really? I didn't know that. I thought Trump was actually taller than Obama. I don't know. Interesting. I know I've I've listened on Audible to several of his uh, like uh, biographies about him. He hates people who are taller than he is. Oh, me too. You you hate people who are, what do you how tall? No, sorry, I don't hate people who are taller than me. I just don't trust them. How tall are you? Six two. I'm like I'm like oh that's a shifty motherfucker. Yeah, six two. Right, you're taller than most people. Right. But then every once in a while, you're going to encounter someone who's six six. Right, can't trust them. And you <clears throat> you can't trust them, yeah. Like, I think probably like six three is okay. If they're like a little taller than me, that's okay. But let's be honest. Someone's walking around here six 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 seven. Like, don't you think that's a little suspicious? That's exactly how Donald Trump feels about James Comey because James Comey was six seven. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I get that. Okay, as a five foot tall man, I don't get that. They're yeah. taller than me. I don't hate them. I just think they're up to something. That's all. I got you. That that oddly makes sense to me. It really does. Anyway, man, fuck Donald Trump. And I, like, just the mental space to go in and be like, yeah, I have the physical body of Lamar Jackson. Right. That that takes some balls. And I guess that's why his followers like him. You've seen those, like, uh, MAGA posters where it's Trump's head on, like, Rocky's body, right? Yeah. Like, that's what he actually thinks he looks like. Yeah, I'd like to see him on a scale, because I'm 6'2", I weigh like 275, probably. You're in way Um, better shape than he is. And I think, I mean, I at least look in better shape, to be in better shape than he is. If you were to... Oh, yeah. You know, he wears those, like, bulky-ass suits. He wears, like, really baggy suits. And it's like, the only people who really wear baggy suits are fat guys, you know? Like so that's, I mean, that the when you have, you know, probably however many million dollars that Donald Trump has, has like six, let's say, that's and a- then you get your suits tailored. But his shit is like super baggy. And it's like, you're not wearing a tailored suit. Like that's not a flattering suit. That's an obscuring suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Because 
take for example Mark Zuckerberg, right? Who mm -hmm. is also a psychopath and also a billionaire. But one thing that he is <clears throat> Donald Trump is not a billionaire. Oh, true. Right. Donald Trump he lies about has being like Donald Trump lies about being a billionaire. But he can't afford to pay his own shit. You know, like he can't oh, afford he to pay his lawyers. Bond. He couldn't pay the two hundred grand for his bond. He had to yeah. for his bail. Um but one thing that rich people almost always spend their money on is their physical appearance. Right. Right? So like Mark Zuckerberg, who is a pasty he's our age, he he's a pasty faced flabby node at Hollywood in 2004, right? But since then, he's become a billionaire, and now he's like an MMA fighter. Like, he spent right. all of his days training because he's crazy, but also that's what rich people do, get themselves into, like, peak physical condition. Yeah, Donald or get hair plugs. And and get hair plugs. Right. That that was yeah. Tesla's thing, right? What's yeah, his name? Musk. Elon Your Musk. Your boy Musk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elon yeah. Musk. Yeah. Definitely. You look at pictures of him from 2002, and he's got the the really bad male uh, pattern baldness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now you can't tell at all because he's right. Weird. No, grew back. <laughs> he grew back. Yeah. Grew back. Yeah. LeBron James too, right? Didn't he? Didn't his hair grow back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, it just came back. It just it reversed itself. At age at age thirty eight, your hair just starts growing back. It starts growing <laughs> back. It happens all the time. <laughs> but fucking Donald Trump, he has no interest in in improving himself physically or health-wise at all. Right. Maybe I respect, I don't respect him for that, but, you know, maybe there's, I guess I would respect him for that if he also didn't feel the need to lie about it. Let me put it that way. Right. He was just like, yeah, I'm six foot three and 290 pounds because I'm 75 and a fat fuck. Right. That's okay. Cool. Right. Stop Not surprising. We can all see you, you fat fucker. Exactly. We see <laughs> you are probably the most televised person in the history of the world. We all know that you're not 250. <laughs> but, you know, also, like, old people get lighter, right? Because their bone density, they, like, lose bone density, so their bones weigh less. Yeah. Did I just make that up or is that true? I think you just made that up. Yeah. But the other thing I've seen on the internet is the whole fat weighs less than muscle argument. Right. Which isn't legit. I mean, it's so, less. But that, like, for that, for him to be 215 pounds, that means he just has absolutely no muscle whatsoever. <laughs> He's just a <laughs> fucking balloon. Right, like there's a pencil taped to the back of his collar holding his head up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God.
I got to just feel like, you know, he's, there's going to be some video will after he dies where he's just going to be like, at some point I just decided to just see what ridiculous shit I could say that you motherfuckers would believe. Like, yeah, 250 pounds. I weigh 215 pounds. <laughs> there you do, Don. <laughs> well, whatever. He's gotten away with literally everything else. Why the hell not? Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's my politics uh, soapbox. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, thank you so much. This is I'm going to call this a B-block because we podcasted on Tuesday with Jake. Shout out to Jake. Thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, that was awesome. You don't have to have him back. We will have him back, definitely. Yes, I'm going to say this now. Jake is 12. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention that right. in the previous podcast. Right. People are like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, Jake is 12. Uh, but better at podcasting than 98% of people who are out there. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, so, uh, shout out to him. We talked about the Baltimore Orioles. Thank you so much who uh so much to the people who have been listening. Uh San Jose, California, Chicago, Illinois, Frankfurt, Germany, Orland Park, Illinois, Providence, Rhode Island, Ashburn, Virginia, Barcelona, Spain, Barrie, Vermont, Bend, Oregon, Champaign, Illinois, Charlotte, North Carolina, Dublin, Ireland, Muhammad, Illinois. Uh, Sydney, Australia, they're not going to be happy with you, Sam. Yeah, well, you know, they love soccer over there. What can I say? They also love rugby, right? Well, like, Australia actually has a baseball team. New Zealand definitely does not. Yeah, maybe it was Australia. I should probably just Google it. Yeah, you should Google it. That'd actually be curious, because... Australia was in the World Baseball Classic. I don't think they did very well. But I don't think... I feel like all those... Like, that's one of those teams that's, like, made up of players from America that weren't good enough to be on the American team. Kind of, but they had Liam Hendricks. That's all I know. Right. They're not like Great Britain, which was literally just like dudes from junior colleges in California. Right. <laughs> which was kind of amazing, honestly. <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks to everybody who's been following us, continue to do so. Uh, follow us on Twitter at uh, umpdump2005. Instagram. I got a post on Instagram. I'm actually, Instagram's been creeping me out lately, Sam. The algorithm? Yeah, I don't like it. Why not? It's not showing me stuff I want. Let me put it that way. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the algorithms. It's like I feel like it's all a paid thing. Like people pay right. Instagram and they like show you that those posts and then they base the algorithm on that. Agreed. And I spend hardly any time on Facebook anymore because wow. of like it's just ads and posts from people I don't know. Right. It's really bizarre and not good. Uh, and they're owned by, you know, they're both Zuck Meta. They're both Zuckerberg companies. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's not fun. It's not fun. I don't enjoy my time. Well, don't say that too loud. Otherwise, Zuckerberg might come and beat you up. <laughs> That's true. Because he could do that now. Yeah, yeah. No, I believe it. I believe that Zuckerberg is good in a fight. I do not believe that Elon Musk can fight. Yeah. Wait, was he saying that he would get in a cage with Zuckerberg? Yeah. Yeah, he was. That would be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I'd was... like to see that weird lizard man beat the shit out of Elon Musk. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, let's get back to sports, I suppose. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about uh, Juan DeFranco? Yeah, I guess we could. I mean, we don't want to, but we kind of feel like we should, right? Um. Yeah, well, we should at least, yeah acknowledge it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna read a couple of paragraphs to you from espn.com from earlier this week this is actually from tuesday so this might be a little outdated wanda franco the 22 year old all-star shortstop for the tampa bay rays was placed on administrative leave on tuesday as MLB and law enforcement in his native Dominican Republic investigate allegations of relationships with underage girls. That's a weird euphemism to use right there. Franco had missed the past week of games with the Ray after the Rays placed him on the restricted list on August 14th. He is being investigated by Dominican police as well as MLB's Department of Investigations. Uh, at least two girls have raised concerns, one publicly, one with law enforcement. One of the girls whose name and age have not been independently confirmed alleged she was in a relationship with Franco and posted pictures with him on social media. Her Instagram account has since been deleted. Side note, again, there's a problem with Instagram. Still, the allegations were enough for MLB to mobilize its Department of Investigations to look into the claims. About a month later, a different girl contacted the police to discuss Franco. According to Diario Libre, a Dominican newspaper, Prosecutors in Parabia, the Dominican province where Franco grew up, acknowledge that an investigation into him is open 
and being run by a unit that focuses on minors and gender violence. The lead prosecutor, Olga Dina Yabelis, is well known in the country as a specialist in child abuse cases. The application of administrative leave implies that MLB believes it has enough evidence to withstand a potential challenge by Franco. Lead investigators have attempted to gather information in the Dominican Republic where the government's investigation remains open. Another prosecutor, Angel Dario Tejada Fabal, told the Associated Press that this case is very delicate is a very delicate topic because there is a minor involved and suggested that this week they might be able to give some of the necessary information without hurting the investigation. So Sam, what I've heard is that we've got multiple minor females from the DR. I I heard ages 14 and under. Yeah, I heard that it was a 14-year-old. Yeah, I think that no one knows anything about the second woman because she didn't publicly make a complaint just to the police. But she she is remaining to some degree anonymous. This is bad. Like this is really really bad. It's, it's international, so it's involving the Dominican government, the Dominican police. It's related to the issue of human trafficking, which I know all the QAnon followers are going to love. I was wondering if QAnon had sunk their teeth into this yet. No, they don't care about anything real. Right. That's the whole problem. As soon as you're like, hey, this is probably a real problem of human trafficking and pedophilia, they don't give a damn. Would I blows my mind. It doesn't, but they only care about made up shit. Huh. But we talked uh. about, we, we we had a whole episode a couple of years ago about Yasiel Puig and all the shit that Yasiel Puig had to go through. He basically got human trafficked from Cuba to the United States. Right. And so my hypothesis is that this has got to be related, not related directly, but when you have a market for Major League Baseball players coming out of the Dominican Republic, coming out of Cuba, uh, where's uh, uh, Jazz Chisholm from Trinidad and Tobago, I think? Or the Bahamas? Bahamas, yeah. Bahamas. You're going to be running into these issues also where underage girls are going to be being raped and being taken advantage of. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's Cuba's a little different, right? Because, I mean, Cuban 
the Dominican Republic are very different, I would say, because <clears throat> there's like a pipeline, direct pipeline from the Dominican Republic to Major League Baseball, which doesn't exist in um, Cuba, obviously. Well, except that the Cuban government wants that to happen. They're still communist, but they they would love a pipeline from Cuba to MLB just to get paid for that. Because you have you, the Chicago White Sox, the New York Mets, whoever the fuck you are, you have to pay the the government of Cuba for Luis Robert Jr. If you don't like if you don't want to smuggle them out of the country. Right. Luis Robert didn't get smuggled out of the country. No, he did not. He got bought. Yeah. He played yeah. Cuba at the World Baseball Classic. Right. Jose Abreu got smuggled out of the country and did not play for Cuba in the World Baseball Classic. Right. That's true. I think, I mean, for many reasons, one of which is I think Abreu fucking hates the Cuban government in a way that Robert does not. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, from what I'm hearing, people are speculating that Franco's never playing again and that the evidence is significant enough that um, there's not a chance that he'll play in the Major League Baseball ever again. The question is whether or not he's going to, you know, serve jail time. Right. And is that jail time going to be in the United States or is it going to be in the Dominican Republic? Dominican Republic, I would imagine. Yeah. Anyway, it's pretty That's gross. And, you know, what does that mean for his contract? Are the Rays going to be on the hook for paying a pedophile like $18 million a year for the next 10 years or whatever it is? Well, he's hanging out in the Dominican prison. That'd be While he's in the Dominican prison? Yeah. I got to say, think no. Well, most of these contracts are insured. I don't know if that one was. Right. You have to imagine. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to read from this ESPN article again. The relevant joint policy defines three areas of violations, domestic violence, sexual assault, and child abuse. The latter two in particular are pertinent to any potential Franco discipline. Sexual assault, according to the policy, is committed by sorry, is committed through a non-consensual sexual contact. If Franco is found to have had sexual contact with someone under the age of 18 who by definition cannot give consent, he would likely be subject to a violation of the policy. So yeah, like he could look at going to a Dominican prison for this. Right. And that fucks with the ways, that fucks with MLB. What are we doing with this 
you know, Caribbean players pipeline issue and and how much um I mean everyone's corrupt here, but does Major League Baseball want to go to the Dominican Republic and be like stop committing making it easy to commit these sex crimes? I don't but know. is is this the thing in the Dominican Republic? I don't know. I don't. I, guess I don't I know. I, I do not know. Yeah, I can't. I can't speak to that. I feel like this is the first. I mean, I feel like you hear about this about players who no longer are in the league. You know what I mean? Well, the last thing we talked about was David Ortiz getting shot. Right. But, you know, it's like Pete Rose had a 14-year-old girlfriend or whatever. And you hear, and then there's that other guy who used to be a pitcher who's in jail now for, oh, no, I guess maybe that guy was still in the league. I can't remember. Anyway, I just was, I don't know if this is a problem. Right. Specifically Dominican problem or if it's just a Wander Franco problem or. Well, it's definitely a Wanda Franco problem. And I'm not saying it's a Dominican problem. I'm saying there's something problematic about MLB flushing these Caribbean nations with cash to try to get these prospects out, right? And that whenever you flush a community without cash with a lot of cash that leads to abuse almost universally. Uh, what's the name of their, their handlers? Like their quote-unquote agents who end up taking immense cuts out of any minor league deal that these uh, Caribbean players sign. Like, that's abuse. That's manipulation. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's what this book, Baseball Cop, that I guess we haven't done a full book club on, uh, is, is a big chunk of it is about. Is about these, there's a Spanish word that I'm forgetting. These agents who sell these high-level prospects to MLB and then take 75 to 80% of their signing bonus. Um, Right. I feel like, yeah. What? Yep. I, I can't remember. There was something about that in the most, that was like one of the sticking points in one of the most recent um, collective bargaining agreements, I thought. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. It right. Yeah. Uh, it was about uh, international, it was about the signing pool for international players and how right. that, like uh, distributed. Yep. Well, I just think that the, you know, 
I just think that there's a lot of like I <clears throat> I keep kind of going back and forth, teeter tottering between pay the players a proportionate amount of money to like what is what their value is, you know, to a team mm -hmm. and or like a proportionate amount of money to like the money that is coming in and and also like don't give a 20 year old 200 million dollars because nothing good will ever come of that you know what i mean yeah 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 i, I, keep, I go back and forth between those two things between being like be well pay the players like you're making billions of dollars pay the players like don't be a dick about paying the players and also like don't give an 18 year old 200 million dollars because they're going to do terrible shit you know yeah yeah for sure Ugh. anyway hopefully wonderful i i don't think wonder franco will play another game in major league baseball again yeah nor should he yeah what a monster yeah uh i uh did you see that thing that i sent you about the oakland a's About the finances? Yeah. Yeah. Explain that to the listeners. I There was this article that was talking about the A's moving to Las Vegas. And um, the and it, the owners of the A's bought the A's in 2005 for $190 million. And the team is now valued at $1.2 billion. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's yep. yep. That's almost that's eight hundred and fifty million dollars yeah. that of value that that team has gotten just at like the value of the team in the past fifteen years, right? Correct. Eighteen years? No, it wasn't. It was two thousand eight. It was fifteen years ago they bought the team. Eight hundred and fifty. Uh, I'm reading what you you texted it. They bought the A's in 05 for $180 million. Right. And could sell it now 18 years later for $1.2 billion. That's insane. Right. And they're like, oh, baseball teams don't make any money. Like, that's so much money. Well, and here's the, the paradox of it. You know I hate baseball owners, right? Right. We talked about this on the last one about the Orioles owner, how much of a fucking liar he is. But what if the situation is this? That year to year, you don't make money on your baseball team, but every year your investment increases exponentially. Right. So you only make money when you sell that to you. Does that make any sense? Yeah, but if you have $190 million to spend on a baseball team, yeah, then you don't need that money in hand. Right. And if you do, you could just sell it. Right. I don't understand why they don't. Yeah. Well, no, they, they're just crying poverty when they're actually billionaires. Yep. 
correct. <clears throat> and did you see the thing where the Baltimore Orioles are worth $1.71 billion? Right, and that's what we talked about on Tuesday. Like, if yeah, the, nailed that. If the Angelos family really feels the way they do, they would just sell the goddamn team. Yeah. Sam, this is everything I hate about sports that we're talking about. No, we should just buy the Orioles. Right, right. We will buy the Orioles and we'll have a very strict sexual abuse policy. Right. Yeah. <sighs> um, shit, I had a list of things we needed to talk about. You talked about the Red Sox on Apple TV. I don't really want to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Uh, but did you have any more AL wild card or AL division races that you want to talk about? Well, the Yankees are so terrible. I love that. Yeah, that's the one bright spot of this goddamn season, right? Yeah. Yeah. So great. They're, They're so, so bad. bad. And, and the Yankees fans are being so such whiny little bitches about it. It's so much good. It's so great. You can't you're not going to get fired, though, right? What's that? Cashman, you think? I don't think Cashman's getting fired. Oh, the Yankees won. No, I don't think he will either. Yeah. Yeah, but this is going to be the worst Yankees season in 30 years, baby. Yeah. 25? No, more than 25. They won the World Series 25 years ago. They won the World Series 14 years ago. That was the last time they won the World Series. Yeah. This has got to be the longest drought of the New York Yankees not winning the World Series. No, I don't think so. I think it is. 14 years? I bet you it is. I'm almost, I'm 98% certain. All right. They've never gone 14 years without winning the World Series. The closest would have been from the 60s to the 80s. But they won that World Series with uh, Reggie Jackson in 79, I think. 78 or 79. 62 to 77. And then 78 to 96. Oh, they didn't win a World Series from 78 to 96? Yeah, so that's, a, that's 18, 18 years. 18 years. Yeah. So that's their longest drought. We got to go three more years. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they suck. I actually saw an interesting thing on MLB.tv, uh, an outlet that I usually do not like, about John Carlos Stanton and making an interesting argument that I hadn't thought of before about how the Stanton signing which, remember, 
Derek Jeter was the president of the Marlins at the time. Right. Fucked the Yankees over long term. Um, and I don't know if I agree with it or not, but it's interesting. Like the Yankees threw all this money at Stanton and he has declined almost every season since then. Right. Yeah, he's not playing good ball, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I don't I don't hate Stanton. But he's been hurt every year for like ten years in a row. Yeah, I kinda hate him. Well sure. I kinda hate him, but if if I listed Yankees I hate, he would not be in the top four. Right. Yeah. Let's do that. That'll be fun. Gary Cole. Gary Cole. Josh Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. And Is Chapman Jeff. still a Yankee for always in his heart. Uh, so Chapman, yeah. Chapman's like a Kansas City Royal or something like that. No, I think he plays for Texas. I think he got moved at the deadline. Dude, if he wins a World Series with the Texas Rangers, I'm going to lose my shit. Um, nah, he well, won't. I Don't hate worry. Isaiah kind of Falefa. Is he still? Oh, like... yeah, that guy sucks. Fucking hate that guy. Aaron Judge, I hate. Yeah, Aaron Judge is my three. I would go Cole. What was the second? Oh, Don Cole Donaldson. Then Judge. Then IKF. Yeah, I don't know anybody after that. Oh, Higashioka? I don't like that guy. Oh, I kind of hate their new guy. Who's their new guy? God, what's his name? Um, uh, new guy, McNewerson. What's his name? Uh, Anthony think... Volpe. Oh, yeah, Volpe. Yeah, we were talking about him. Yeah, I hate that guy, too. Yeah, I hate that guy. Oh, Glaber Torres. Hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, Carlos Rodon? No, no, not him. Who's the other guy? Nestor. Yeah, Nestor Cortez. Hate that guy. Nestor Cortez. Hate that guy. Hate that guy, definitely. Don't hate Carlos Rodon because he was a White Sox and he got off the sinking ship at the right time. Right. But he's a Yankee now, so I kind of hate him. But Yeah, no, I hate him too. I mean, I don't care for him. I kind of like that they paid a bunch of money for him and then he sucked. <laughs> exactly, which makes me like him. Like, good yeah. for you, Carlos Rodon. You got paid money. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's do a little top of the clock and then let's sign off. Okay, what do you got? Uh, so I went to Hungary this summer, right? Sweet, yeah. And I texted you basically almost every meal I ate. Right. Maybe not literally every meal I ate, but close to it. And then you texted me earlier today the sourdough language. Right. And I want to know more about this. So in Hungary is this doughy Semi-sweet 
uh, pastry that's very popular. It's like street food. The most common. So think of uh, what did I elephant use, right? Right. Like, like you go to the state fair, fried dough, but they fried put dough, yeah. sour cream and cheese on top of it. And you eat it. You can eat it like a pizza. You can eat it like a pastry. It's really good. And it's a very popular... I don't even know if it's a dessert, though. It's just like street food. That's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sam, tell me what you were doing, because I feel like you've been inspired by Langos. Oh, I just like making bread a lot. And I have this Hungarian woman who I work with. And you were going to Hungary. So I asked her what it is that you should eat. And she started talking about this um, this fried bread. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <clears throat> I work in a creative field. And creativity is not something that is always... You know, it's not always something that just comes easily. You know what I mean? It's like you you work in a creative field, you have to work at being creative, basically. So what I always think is that if you're working in a creative field, you have to like let, you can't like specifically look for things to like inspire you. It's like you have to, you know, some idea sticks in your head, you have to explore that. And most of the time it doesn't lead to anything, but it's like, it's that process of like, oh, this seems interesting. Let mm-hmm. me like, let me, this seed of an idea, let me like play that out for a little bit. And most of the time it doesn't turn into anything worthwhile. Um, but that's also part of working in a creative field is you have to try a bunch of different things. And then the ones that work, the more things that you try, the more likely you're going to hit something that works. So anyway, I just started messing around making uh I like to make sourdough, so I started messing around trying to make some fried bread with sourdough. <clears throat> and anyway, it got weirder and weirder, and now I'm making this sourdough fried potato bread. So it's like real soft, super soft and doughy. Uh-huh. Um, and you put it in the fryer, and it puffs up like crazy it ends up looking like a basketball in the right in the deep fryer and then so we're taking that we're popping it open kind of like a pita and shoving a bunch of eggs and cheese and bacon and and uh oh. arugula in there and hot sauce and like dijonese and it's like this super amazing egg sandwich like egg pocket thing Pita, like a pita with a flaky white bread. No, it's not flaky. Okay, it's not. It, it's not like it's not a pita. It's it's kind of like like fried dough. Except for I mean, you call it like, langosh, so it's it's langosh. No, it's not. Okay, and I'm not calling it langosh. It's <clears throat> um, but it that's where the idea started. Like mm-hmm. that's that's where it started from, and it's like evolved into this other thing that I'm doing now. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> this Hungarian woman who I work with tried it today, and she's like, "That's good, but that's not language." 
She's not like a shit. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not. It's not supposed to be. Don't give me a hard time. <laughs> uh, I would love it if you did Langos. It's such a weird, sweet and sour. I mean, I think that's the idea. Like, you got this breakfast sandwich with this. So it's not flaky. So, so describe the texture of that. It's super doughy. It's super doughy. Yeah. Like, have you ever had potato bread? No. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's like really, really soft. Okay. Um, it's like a mixture between a like a donut. Yeah. And yeah, a mixture between a donut and a. I don't know if you don't know what potato bread is, then it's hard. It's like think of Wonder Bread. Mm-hmm. Like think how soft Wonder Bread is. It's kind of like that. So soft and so moist, it's like almost not bread, but it is. But yeah, it's really chewy too, like really but doughy. But you're it as a breakfast sandwich, right? <clears throat> Correct. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd buy it. It's good. Did I send you a picture? Yes, and then that's what I actually... Yeah, it's it's yeah. stupid good. It's like the best egg sandwich I've ever had in my life. And I live in New York. We're an egg sandwich town, so that's really saying something. Yeah, you got this egg and bacon sandwich with hot sauce on it with a side yeah. salad and a latte. Yeah, yep. That's cappuccino, maybe. Cappuccino? Mm-hmm. That looks like a nice brunch. Uh, I wanted to go back because there was something else you were telling me you were cooking that I wanted to talk to you about. And well, I want to talk to you about your chili. Oh, yeah, but chili was okay. It was good. It was good. I was a little disappointed. <clears throat> Was that your first condor chili of the season? It was my first condor chili of the season. And what did you put in it? I went with the beef instead of the pork ribs. And I actually thought about this a long time. Because the the best condor chili has been with the pork ribs. But then I get like fat gristles in it that I either got fish out or, or... tolerate right and i didn't want to do that so i went with the beef and i added fresh green peppers that was my big add this time okay. which is good for flavor but not for spice right right got plenty of cumin got plenty of garlic fresh chopped onion fresh chopped garlic uh what am i forgetting what i was I had jalapenos and uh-huh. then I had chopped habanero peppers. Fresh habaneros? Yeah. And it wasn't spicy? It's not. I mean, it is, but not. It's not. It's, not, it's like a three or something. It's not. Doesn't make me sweat. Okay, so the reason I wanted to bring up your chili is <clears throat> I need to call you out. 
The flavor is really good. I really like the flavor. I think I added more tomato. I had fresh tomatoes and diced tomatoes and tomato paste. It probably brought down the spice a lot, but I like that. Go ahead. <clears throat> so this is so you listeners know, and if you have been loyal top of the crock enthusiasts for these past years, you know that we've been talking about Joel's condor chili the entire time. Like that, that was the original top of the crop, right? It was yeah. chili. chili. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I keep telling Joel, he needs to buy these dried chilies and just put a bunch of dried chilies into his chili. And then when it gets spicy enough, you can just pull the dried chilies out, right? We've been talking about this for years. Right. So this year, this summer, or maybe this last fall, let me last spring. I this summer. I put together, I'm taking a little too much credit here. Michelle. Yeah, go for it. This is great. <laughs> put together this box of all of these things that we've been accumulating for Joel over the past, because Joel hasn't been here since the pandemic, right? In New York, right. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see things. We're like, oh, Joel will like this. We get it. And so we just put it all this shit into the box. His hat, right? That's been here for five years. No, way longer than five. <clears throat> ten years. Over ten years. Yeah. This cool old white socks pin that we found at a antique store. That was a couple cool. other things. And yeah. then I bought like six packs of dried chilies from the local Mexican market and put them in this box and sent them to Joel. And so then Joel makes this chili, sends me a picture of it, and he's complaining about how it's not spicy enough. And I'm like, Joel, did you put those chilies in that I sent for you? And he had completely forgotten about them entirely and didn't put them in. Even though we've been talking about it for years now. Eight or nine years, correct. So next time you make chili, you have to find those peppers and put them in. I think I know what they're at. They're either, yeah, I, got, I think I know what they're at. Uh, That's how you make good chili. Mm. It'll be good. It, it is good. It's just not spicy enough. Uh, did the Red Sox win? No. Oh, I don't think the White Sox won either. Jack. No, oh, 12 to 4. God, the Oakland. Yikes. Three arrows. God, this team is bad. Hmm. All right. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dump on the Up. We got a little top of the clock in. Let's do that again. Because I still need to talk about Hungarian cuisine as a whole. It's so good. It's not spicy. It's very hearty. Yeah, and a lot of potatoes. A lot of potatoes, yeah. But but good, delicious. Loved it. Uh, we're coming into the end of the MLB season. Maybe the Mariners will make the postseason. 
Maybe the maybe the Red Sox, but Sam, I'm not betting on that. So the postseason? Yeah. Right. Oh, here's a hot take. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think that if the Red Sox make it into the postseason, they could win the World Series. I agree. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Um, but they have to make it into the postseason. Yeah, that would be. But hard. I feel like we have a few of we have two young starting pitchers that are really coming into their own, and Brian Brian Bale and Cutter Crawford are both pitching yeah, really Cutter well Crawford right now. Good, yeah. Uh, Chris Sale has come back from the IL, and he's been pitching pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then. Our bullpen is shaping up as well. We got Garrett Whitlock back. We got Tanner Houck back. Um, and we still have James Paxton. So we have, we could potentially put together a good four man rotation um, in the playoff. Yeah. And that's I, think, a- I think we have like a really good three and a half man rotation. For sure. For sure. Interesting. So. Okay. Um, so all I'm saying is, like, get us into the playoffs. We could make a run for the World Series. Right. That'd be fun. I'd I'd be on that bandwagon. I'm not lying. Uh, just the way it stacks up. Yeah. And then we vote. We've been able to score runs all year. That's not really a problem. So. All right. Uh, you know, but, we're top 10 in all of Major League Baseball and run scored. So. Yeah, but you, your bullpen sucks. Right, and our starting rotation. Yeah, starting rotation. But it's good. it's all starting to settle together right now at the right time. Gotcha, so. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Dumb Bundy on ostensibly a baseball podcast. We did talk about baseball. Sometimes we do top of the clock. This has been fun. We need to do more top of the clock. We really do. The fans like the top of the clock. Uh, for Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I've